Yo, 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 here we go again. Two old guys on the back porch. We are here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and we are all out of bubblegum. A man who needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce him anyway. His name is Tequila Dan. That's me. I am Steve Scotch, and as usual, we have the lovely and talented cat. That's C-A-T, conducting the orchestra. Cat, take it away. Hey, how y'all doing? Um... We can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Amazon, Audible, and all your premier platforms. Uh, we can also be found at Facebook and Instagram. And we're going to do another uh, shout-out this week to our listeners. And this week we're going to shout-out Augusta, Georgia, home of a very Augusta. famous golf tournament. And... St. Paul, Minnesota. Keep it up. All right. All right. We're rolling. You know, it's a slow burn. We like a challenge. We're going to keep this thing going. Alcohol is probably the main reason we're here, though. Dan, what we got? It's just another reason to drink. That's what I say. Love it. I'm back to the old standby, brother. Shh. Stick with what works. The margaritas. You know it. All day long. Cat hit me. I am drinking a lovely mojito today, mm. a lime mojito. All right. Sounds sweet, just like you. Thank you, baby. I'm uh, I'm still hooked on the Manhattan. I don't know what it is. I can't put them down. I've started another addiction. Add that one to the list. It Dude, just... when you when you get used to something and you know how to do it, hence the mugger, when you make them perfect, then right. stick with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, anything with bourbon in it, I'm not going to turn it down. Don't forget, we got two drink alerts. If you hear back in my day or crickets, take a big sip. Now, today, two old guys on the back porch, we're going to talk about the workplace. You know, whether you're working a job that you like or it's just okay, or maybe you're working somewhere where you hate, you know, you just go in there and get it over with. But um, since the coronavirus hit out here, people have chose not to go to work. Dude, nobody. It's fucking work. It's ugly. I, I don't know. There's an article in the paper constantly about the masses and masses of people who've quit their jobs over the last, I guess, year and a half. 4.3 million in August alone. Mm. That's 4.3 million job openings for somebody that wants a freaking job. I mean, I, unless you have big stacks in the bank, how is that a working model if there's no income coming in, but the bills keep coming in. Well, you said right. it right at the onset. The the Rona screwed everything up, and now nobody wants to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're paying for shit. Dude. I don't know. There's plenty of businesses out here that are begging for people to come to work for them. I mean, we've got banks that are closed a couple of days a week, restaurants that are closed. We just left a restaurant a little while ago. Yes, I interviewed the waitress who had just started there. And she said that, you know, they usually have nine servers on the floor. And at times that they've only had three and had to close the restaurant early because there's not enough people to work the floor. Uh, when they start closing the liquor store three and four days a week, there's going to be riots in the streets, dude. Yeah. I'm going to start them. We can go without food, but there's no way. <laughs> That's right. Don't fool with the booze. One thing I noticed even before the coronavirus hit was was people don't stick it out. I mean, you go 
to the Best Buy, the Kohl's, the Lowe's, the Walmart. And you, you never see the same people working there. Like, what is up with that? Different people every day, dude. I don't know if they're getting better opportunities and moving on or right. that particular place sucks or what. But, they, yeah, turnovers atrocious. I, I don't see how these places continue to operate w- with the constant turnover of employees. I don't know. Our son has less than four more hours to his present job, and he can't Oh, wait. we got another quitter. One right here in the house. <laughs> yes, but he has worked. He worked all the way through the corona. That's he even, true. He even kept his job by using his vacation days. Yeah. He, so, he showed up every day. It was a good starter job for him, so hopefully he can move on. Even when he had to argue about pe- with people who wouldn't keep their mask on. Well, that that's a problem there. A lot of these jobs that people don't want, you have to go out there and deal with the public. And I'm sure that's no picnic. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm part of the public, and I can <laughs> promise you it, it ain't fun. And there are some, dude, there are some dicks out there. The, the Karens of the world screwed it up I didn't for get enough nuggets. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Bring me some more nuggets. Can you imagine being a manager at a Burger King right now? I mean, you've got like six people on the schedule, and, and hopefully two of them show up. You know, it, some of the uh, places are just doing drive through because they don't even have enough people to open up the inside of the place to even run it. Well, I don't know if all, a whole bunch of people went to work for the Uber Eats or the or the Dash Door or whatever that shit is, but they went somewhere. They mm. quit working. Well, the coronavirus definitely definitely got the ball rolling in this direction since a lot of people were told they were not essential personnel. Now, how now, inflating how, is that? Dude? How would you like to be working somewhere for 20 years and they come <laughs> up and go, you know what, essential. your job doesn't matter. You are not a... The problem I got is the municipalities sending all the non-essential personnel home. Well, if they're non-essential, what the hell am I paying taxes for? Right. You know? Right. I mean, and yeah, that's got to be being told you're non-essential. And a lot of people were told to work at home. And I don't know how that would go. Maybe it would be cool at first and then get a little stale. Um, but, you need to interact with your coworkers at some point, don't you? How, how is a fucking plumber going to work from home? Right, a carpenter, right. a truck driver? I mean, yeah. I guess it's the ones that just sit in front of the computer all day. You know, I'd be like, I'm tired of sitting in front of this computer. I'm going to go take the dog for a walk. Too many distractions for me. I would be me. no good. I, yeah. Day drinking all the time. Yeah, I would not be good at that. Yeah. I mean, the business to be in now is, is the sign-making business. They... There's signs all up and down the main drag out here just begging people to come inside and yeah. apply for a job. And Dude, they ask you when you go up to the checkout counter, you know anybody looking for work? Right. Like, I, I just want to get my 12-pack and leave. Oh, we need some help if you know anybody looking. I think the best sign we saw was down there at Nags Head yes. where the Dairy Queen offered an iPhone <laughs> if you came and and got employment there on the sign i think it said thousand dollar signing bonus an iphone and we'll kick in a bicycle in case you don't have a ride to get here i mean it was that crazy dude sign on bonuses used to be reserved for ceos and shit like that not flipping flipping burgers yeah (laughs) Right. right that just tells you how desperate people are yeah but when you get 
paid for months to sit on your ass at home, then it's hard kinda, to get yeah, off. Yeah, you kind of lose the incentive. Well, that, to go back plus, to work. you've also got the coronavirus out there. Yeah, that the is that's people are using that as a as an excuse, I think. And it's it's still out here. It, hopefully, we're on the backside of this thing, and it'll go away, and we can. We're sort of back to normal. It's close, but um, we still got a little ways to go. I mean, going in and applying for a job, hell, you don't even have to do that anymore. Nah, you just go it's on all computer. That's, yeah, it's all do it on your telephone, your computer. But Indeed, snag a job. Yeah. I, I did it. It's easy. I mean, you can uh, you can put your resume on these sites and. Uh, and next thing you know, the emails are flying in. Of course, they're off, you know, to come work at Amazon or, or Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. But back in my day, I need a sip anyway. I'm glad I said that. You would go in the business, ask for the application, fill it out right there, and, you know, ask to speak to the person in charge. Walk up, shake his or her hand, let them see your face and go, hey, give me a chance. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. It, the whole dynamic of applying for a job, interviewing, oh, that's that's all a lost art. Right. I mean, here's a 99-cent question. What are people doing out there if they're not interested in work? Day after day, sitting around on your ass doing nothing. It's got to get old pretty quick. I mean, am I wrong? What? I, I mean, what, I, I can get used to that. Netflix I, and chill. I still got to pay the electric right. bill, I still got to eat. I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, I'm not I'm not putting down depression. I know depression is real. It, it's real. People suffer from it every day. I had a bout of it myself one time, but you know, that's that started popping up. And to me, if if you're sitting at home every day with no purpose, no interaction with other people day after me. You're inviting that disease That's into right. your life to That's me. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, get up, get moving, do something. I mean, you think you'd go get a job just out of boredom. I, I, I don't know. But, again, some of these jobs where you got to deal with the public, you know, as a society right now, I, I see two things. One, we, we're less tolerant of each other. You know, nobody wants to get along for some reason. And, and number two, we're getting dumber by the minute and don't even know it. Well, what was the sign on the uh, crust place? The, the which one? The Upper Baker's crust. crust. Baker's Crust. Yeah. You showed me. Oh, that. yeah. It was said, be kind to those who showed up today. Like, this yeah. was a nice restaurant out here. We've been there a hundred times. The food's great. And they had two little girls in there just flying around the room. Just, you know. Well, think about it for a second. It's a great time to get a job. Because even if you're not good at what you do, they, they can't fire you because they don't have anybody <laughs> right. else. Oh, believe me, our waitress today, she did the best she, she could. She did the best not, she not could. <laughs> well, there's, there's my point. I mean, just get, go get a job and just show up every day and you got half the population beat. Well, you hit on something a second ago. You know, if you don't have people that are very good at the ground level, who who's at the mid-level management at these places now right they didn't have anybody to pick from so the people that are like sort of bosses at these establishments now they're they're not fit to do that but you have to promote somebody yeah well the 
if, if, if college is not your thing, people don't understand that there's money to be made in those kind of businesses. I mean, you work your way up through the ranks from the fry machine to flipping burgers to the register, however it works, and then your management, and then you're like area manager or regional manager or right. something like that. Dude, you, you can knock down six figures easy. Right. A Caterpillar is begging for mechanics. I didn't know. They will They will pay mechanics eighty grand a year. Of course, the old school guys are on their way out because all they know how to do is turn wrenches. Right. The new kids know the computers, and they need a hybrid of both, somebody that can get greasy and get on a computer and diagnose the thing. Right. I mean, there's money to be made, you know, out there if you just chase it. Well, I I think this has an effect of people not wanting to go to work. Is if We're noticing out here there's a lot of products missing in the stores right now. I don't know if it's the manufacturing companies are lacking employees and can't keep up with the demand or it's the shipping companies that are lacking help and the products are there. We just can't get them to the stores. But it may, it's a lack of manpower somewhere where we're ending up with empty shelves out here. Well, I mean, there's at the grocery store, I see it. But more importantly, there's empty spots at the liquor store. Yeah, that ain't good. Oh, Lord, y'all. Yeah. No, it's like an economics I mean, the economy was ratcheted down, and now we're going back up. But the ratcheted down was making things slow, and it hasn't caught up with the demand. Right. I I, I do not buy into that theory. Uh Uh-oh. We We do not buy into that. Thousands and thousands of truck drivers short. I mean, there's just, just a labor shortage. Yeah. And if you can't get the products off of the boat, onto the trains, planes, trucks, Get it to the shelves. Have somebody to stock it. Every grocery store you go into, help wanted plastered everywhere. Apply within. Signs, uh, signs. Immediate interview, on-site interviews, interviews now. There's no background check. There's no drug test. Just warm bodies. Show up, yeah. Get in here. Yeah, they were showing, I think it's out in Cali, where they have those containers I guess they come over on those boats from Japan or China or whatever, and they've got those things stacked up to the heavens out there and just full of stuff and nobody to move it. I think Savannah or Charleston has the same problem. Savannah's yeah, got a big East port. Coast, West Coast both have the same thing, but there's nowhere to put it. The terminals are full. So, and it takes like a month to unload one of those ships. You're not going to do wow. it in a couple of hours. So if you're... Your hub is full and you can't take anymore. I don't know what's on those floating things out there, but I hope it ain't perishable goods. Right. I don't know. Tequila Dan, he's in the construction business, so he can tell you. There's not a whole flux of young punks coming in there every day asking for a job. I mean, one thing that keeps the construction business going is, is the old cats. They don't want to retire. Or they can't retire because the cost of their medicine and everything else on the shelf at the store keeps going up. So the old cats just keep on working. Yeah. And and can you blame the young guys? If I was 18, 19, 20 years old again, I would choose something different. I I would learn to be a computer guy in a climate-controlled office somewhere. Rather than putting your body through that abuse every day. Yeah, dude. When, you, when your work depends on the elements, it kind of sucks. But Yeah. But again, there's money to be had there, and there's opportunities if people will take it. 
I see a lot of Migos on construction sites when you ride up and down the road. And I, <laughs> I see a lot of female Latinos on the construction sites with, with hard hats on. I mean, all right. It looks like we've become the lazy Americans, and it's, it's pathetic. All right. We're going to roll right into Hot Old Chick of the Week. Drum roll, it's please. The drum roll. Oh, there it goes. And da 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 That one's good. <laughs> and the winner is Jessica Lang. Jessica, 72 years old from Cloquet, Minnesota. I hope I said Cloquet right. Uh, Academy Awards, Golden Globes, Emmys. She's got them all. I mean, lady has a killer smile. I think, what was her... Her breakout role was with the King Kong. Deal. She was in the King, King Kong. Kong. Yeah, yes. I think that was her big breakout role. Yes, but she, she had a kid with Mikhail Baryshnikov. She did. They were together for. I did not know that. Five years, I think. They never got married though. Yeah, no. she had two children with Sam Shepard, oh, okay. the playwright. Yeah. She lived. She and Sam lived up in Charlottesville. I don't know where she's living now, but. Huh. I think her. Her latest gig is that American Horror Stories everybody's addicted to mm-hmm. on the flick net, net, Netflix, whatever. She, yes. Yeah, she has worked for Ryan Murphy. She did American Horror Story Plus. She also did Feud with Betty Davis and whatever. Look, y'all are forgetting Uh-oh. the major role she had in 2009 with Drew Barrymore. Uh-oh. The movie's called Grey Gardens, and it's freaking awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. It's never seen I gotta be honest. It's probably not gonna like it, but I like it because they were like cousins of the Rockefellers, right? It was some documentary about them. uh, They were related to uh, the Kennedys. Kennedys. That's right. That's right. And they had this big house out, like a state thing. And as the the and then as the movie goes on. Things just start going downhill and downhill, and it turns into Grey Gardens. <laughs> awesome movie. All right, Jessica, love and kisses to you. All right, today we have a special treat. going to do another tasting. Everybody's been all giddy about the tasting, so we're going to keep that going. Today's cocktail of the week is a mojito. Now... Cat knows a little history. I, I'm gonna. I know it came out of Cuba. It came out of Cuba. It was originally named El Drake after uh, Sir Francis Drake, who was an explorer in Cuba. But uh, the, after they changed the original, really bad rum precursor to rum, they switched it to rum. They renamed it the Mojito. A lot of people still refer to it as the Cuban highball. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it was at first on the menu at Sloppy Joe's down there in Cuba, 1932. Never been. All right. We know it's got lime juice in it. It's a winner. So <laughs> tequila dance all over it. And believe it or not, it was used for medicinal purposes. Another, another drink that, hey, I don't feel so good. Somebody hand me a mojito. And mainly because lime juice is known 
You'll be interested to know this, Dan, to prevent scurvy and dysentery. So you know what? I have, clear both of I have never had scurvy or dysentery, so there you go. The bottom line, the mint leaves and sugar hide that harsh taste of the rum. That's what the whole problem. thing is. You know, rum, I've never been a huge fan of rum because it's just got too much sugar in it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm supposed to be off of the sugar. But right. With the mojito, again, there's several different versions. There's the Malibu mojito where you substitute coconut rum. I don't know how that would go with mint. The dirty mojito, where you go spiced rum with brown sugar syrup. Mm. And then the uh, Mexican, obviously, is substitute tequila for rum. I don't think that would be bad. Well, the way I make it is... Tell us how you make it. Let's hear it. I uh, take these six... Mint leaves. Mint leaves. I squeeze half a lime. I mold that together. And then I put in my sugar and my rum and then fill it with ice and then top it with um it's club soda club soda right there you go it's really not that hard and it's a reason to grow mint during the summer sure no other reason exact same recipe and you substitute the soda with champagne you have a mojito royale wow hmm we got any champagne in there no not today. All right, Dan, this. what do you think? It's You know, it's good. Um, I'm not a big rum guy, but it, it's not a big rum flavor. I like the mint coming. I love lime. I, I can crush some anything with lime in it. It's good. It smells good. It, it, it That's the first thing you taste it on your nose first. That's, yeah. yeah. The other variation I do during the summers will do a strawberry mojito where we, besides the mint and the lime, we'll add strawberries and all that at at the bottom. I'm going to say this is a summer drink. Yeah. It, it is. And it's cooling down. Ah, it, it is. It works because it's a gorgeous work. Well, here's a uh, footnote. Ernest Hemingway. Of course, we couldn't make a drink without naming one of the greatest American alcoholic uh, authors writers. ever. <laughs> he loved the mojito. Hemingway, well, it wasn't much he didn't he, like. Yeah, I think he liked just about anything with booze in it. Not like myself. All right, that's a keeper right there, Kat. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, we're going to roll into Band of the Week. It is the replacements. The one and the only. Today we came in with the ledge. They formed in 79 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. One Paul was one of our... One, t- one huh? of our towns today, it's the twin city of Minneapolis. Wow, it's the Minnesota show. <laughs> One too many Manhattans, I believe. I, yeah, I couldn't say Minneapolis. It took a while, but it came out. And don't forget, Jessica was Minnesota. Also Prince was Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, no, I'm talking can't... about what was on the show today. Oh, okay. We had three Minnesota hits. All right. Paul Westerberg, of course, main man. Him and the Stinson brothers and Chris Mars on drums. Bob Stinson and... He got uh, kicked out in 86. I think it was for drinking too much. I don't know how you anybody know, got kicked out of this band dude, for drinking too they much. They played drunk all the time. Everywhere they went, they were hammered. And they were actually permanently banned from Saturday Night Live after January 86. Took the stage drunk. Oh, they Saturday did Night Bastards Night. of Young, and I think they trashed it. I think it was They were not permanently good. banned, as, as far as I remember. Right. But to me, the, I mean, the music was always great. I just... I just couldn't handle Westbrook. Yeah. His vocals are, you know. Yeah. I, 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 we came up with them. So 
that's why they're they're always pretty pretty much got a, a spot in my heart. I mean, I saw the replacements three times. I saw them in a bar one time about the size of this back porch, and it was freaking awesome. Now, back in my day, they would staple flyers on the telephone poles up and down the street to let you know what bands were coming to town. And I have a flyer pinned to the wall down in the man cave of when the replacements came through. And I wouldn't take $5,000 for that flyer. That's what that band means to me. I mean, they were drunk. They were sloppy. They didn't give a shit. And that's why I love them. They've got an album called Tim. Just go buy it. Just whatever. Amazon's got it. Just ship it to the house. I mean, they've got a song called 16 Blue. I bet you I've listened to that song a thousand times. The replacements, nothing but the, nothing but the truth. Give them a listen wherever you get your music. All right. Check them out. Yes, that's going to do it. I'm going to thank everybody for listening, and we will see you all down the road. Stay.